Hey there, everybody, and welcome into a brand new week of Buccaneer Insider. Killian McClatchy here alongside Nicholas Case, as always, and we got a little bit of a, a different episode for you this week. Yeah, we've spent the past, I think we're at 10 episodes now, over 11 or 12 weeks or something like that, talking to everybody else. You've gotten to know us a little bit. Now you're really going to get to know us because we work for CSU. Things have changed for us. We're going to let you in on us a little bit. Yeah, you know, you're going to learn a little bit more about us, uh, our background, where we came from, really what we do. As uh, I feel like there are a decent amount of people that just see us here. They know, hey, they do this. What else do we do? Uh, yeah. We aren't just podcast people. No, we're not pretty faces. We're not just pretty faces. We have other things that we do beyond this, so. Yeah, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we can't forget to thank our sponsor, East Bay Deli, for helping us put this together every single week. Don't forget, you can head on over to East Bay Deli. You can uh, dine in, take out, and uh, curbside. Big fan of the curbside personally. So East Bay Deli, I want to thank them. And, yeah, I think we should just get right into it, Nick. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. Uh, so you're Killian McClatchy, is what I've heard. I am. I, I am. Can confirm. That's, that's the rumor going around. Uh, we were fortunate enough to pick you up last year, and I have a funny story about that, and I don't think I've told you this. Oh. Um, I know you sent me one of the cold call emails that you know everybody sends out just hoping to catch on to something. Um, truth be told, I, get, I got two this week alone. I, you know, things might be happening, but I'd like to be considered for this spot or this spot, and you know, I'm a young person. Here's my demo reel. I usually blow them off. I blew yours off. Wow. Uh, thanks. You were one of many, and it's just like, another one of these. And you're obviously good, but so many of these, you watch them, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I feel bad watching this. It wasn't until Jeremy Schrank at the River Dogs, who's now at George Washington, said, hey, this guy reached out to me, but he's really good. You should give him a listen and a look. And I recognized your name. So I went back and watched the e read the email. You and, and you and undeleted my email. Yeah, I, I had to dig for it, but uh, I watched it and I was like, "All right, there's something here. This is awesome. All right, cool. This is this is actually worth having." Because I mean, we live in a world where everybody's trying, and that's great. Um, but man, the, there aren't a lot of really talented people, um, and I, you know, you are really talented. You're very good at what you do, and you, we could settle for somebody that's just like, oh, hey, everybody, welcome to the next game, you know, but um, no, that's that's how you came about at CSU. It, uh, I had passed you over, and somebody else later, like a week later, was like, oh, you need to check this guy out, because he said he reached out to you, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool, I'll do it, because I trust Jeremy, so that's how you came to CSU. Hey, that that is. <laughs> hey, look, lesson learned for anybody that's watching this. Uh, you know, contacts matter. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, a big thank you to Jeremy. He was a, uh, a big help in getting me down here. And that was, uh, you know, it was, it was very interesting. My entire journey to, to get here was really, it was one of, it was a lot of rejection, especially when it comes to, when it comes to broadcasting and trying to get into this business, especially right out of college. Cause uh, you know, I graduated uh, last May at this, not this, obviously this last May, but the previous one from Arizona State, and I had been I had been working with a baseball team, the Peninsula Pilots, 
up in Virginia for the summer. And after that, as I was going through the summer, I was starting to look, okay, hey, I need a job for the fall. And, and Charleston was the places that uh, I really wanted to get to. And I, I sent emails out to probably 45, 50 different schools. And I heard back from, I think, three of them. And two of them are right here in Charleston, one of which was the Citadel over there and obviously CSU. And it was, uh, you know, things just kind of fell into place. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed and very, very thankful that, uh, that you decided to go back and undelete my email. Well, the timing worked out because our previous guy, Kevin O'Rourke, had been there for seven years. He left and went to Rutgers and... Um, we'd been kind of looking for somebody and that was, you know, we, we had um, Evan West who had agreed to come do things, but we were still looking for another person. And, you know, I, I was probably not doing as much diligence as I could because when you were sending out those emails, there was time to figure it out. So I was like, all right, who, who do I know? Cause I know a lot of people in town mm-hmm. at my back. Um, we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> I was like, who, who do I know that would be able to do this? Da, 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 da. And then, you know, Jeremy recommended you. And, and so, you know, look, cold calls, cold emails, they're good. Uh, people like me will ignore them. Whoops. But you never know when somebody else across town will talk to somebody and be like, hey, you should check this out and, 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 and expand on from there. Because, I mean, because of that and, you know, and you also did some work for the Citadel, though we won't talk about that. And, you know, it, it's all because of one person saying, hey, give this a shot. And then just the timing working out perfectly. Um, so, yeah, we're obviously really glad to have you. Yeah, no, uh, timing timing definitely definitely was very good. I, I, I kind of have a funny story for you as well. I don't know if I don't know if you know about this one either. But so my first week that I was actually down here, um, I guess so introduction of my introduction to Charleston for me is I came down I can't remember the the timeline but it was uh, Hurricane Dorian I'm pretty sure it was yeah when that one came through so the timeline we'll just say for example I came down on a Wednesday and so I drove down from Virginia and I got down here to Charleston on a Wednesday night got everything unpacked you know I got to settle in Thursday and Thursday I think like mid-afternoon it was kind of like hey Hurricane Dorian's kind of looking like it's heading this direction we need to keep our eyes out and it looked like it was and it was definitely doing some damage down like the Bahamas and such and I remember Friday came back around and things just they escalated things looked like Dorian was going to be really big it was going to come through here and I remember that I had just gotten everything unpacked and I started packing my stuff back up I picked up my cat that I have down here now and I drove right back up to Virginia and so yeah 72 hours I was here and gone and then uh, I remember so this is the part that you might not know when I dropped in for the first time at CSU got to meet you and you showed me you showed me campus a lovely tour an excellent one I think they should really think about giving you a a spot as a tour guide I'll take it (laughs) but I remember we dropped in there and you said, hey, I need you for Thursday volleyball. And, of course, I was like, yeah, for sure. On the inside, I was going, I haven't called volleyball in four years. I had no idea what I was doing. And so that night, I went back home, and I actually watched like four hours of volleyball on YouTube, just trying to figure out what in the world I was doing. So 
it, we throw you to the fire, you know? It's, I, feel like, I feel like I figured it out pretty well, though. Yeah, I never would have guessed. I didn't know. I don't remember that game because that was last year. And two, well, yeah, last year. And lots happened since then. But uh, I remember being pretty happy with you and um, just making sure that you were happy with the setup that we have. And it felt good enough and big enough for you since you came from Arizona State. Because, you know, I, you're coming from a Power 5 school that has things that Charleston Southern does not have. But... I think that we have a pretty good setup for a school our size and I take pride in it, but you know, you're coming from, and then we're, we're growing, but we're here, you know? So it was, uh, my, my concern. The only thing I remember about that night is my concern of like, Hey, everything worked out, everything good on your end. Did, were you impressed with broadcast? Were you good? Um, and you seem positive about it and you stuck around. So I guess you liked it. So. That's true. It is a grand. It was, uh, it, it is very, it is different going from, going from, you know, PAC 12 where I, you know, I, I did work for PAC 12 networks. And I did stuff like that. And you know, I did a couple, I did a couple games where, I mean, we had a full blown TV truck and, you know, going around and doing, doing stuff and not as big as places, but I, you know, I was one of the things that I commended you on very early is this isn't, you see, I feel like a lot of small schools, you go in there and, you've got, you know, a laptop and a couple of cameras hooked up and things are kind of just thrown together and they're just getting something because they have to. And now CSU, you definitely set up and uh, it's, it's trending upwards. I can tell you that much. It's, it's a real quality production and, and I'm definitely proud to be part of it. I'm fortunate because I uh, came into a situation. Um, I actually started at CSU six years ago something like that, six or seven years ago, part-time on the production side. It, it all blurs. Um, and uh, Jeremy Sullivan and Zeke Beam had set up the broadcast side and grown it from a, a production switcher in a suitcase to getting that trailer from the, you know, courtesy of the Big South and, um, and, and building it to something resembling what we have now. I had a very good foundation. Um, what I went in and did was I flipped the house. I was able to go in and, and with the help of a friend of mine, Justin Strauber from Channel 4, who engineers the uh, Friday Night Rivals high school football games that I work on, <clears throat> the school was nice enough to let us hire him for a long weekend, basically, and come on and, and see the truck and say, this is what we need to go along with my ideas. And together, we, we formed that trailer into uh, a really good production vehicle um, that is up there with some of the full-time freelancing vehicles that I worked on of the smaller size, but still that will put on before COVID would put on things like the, 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 um, the uh, cornhole broadcast and everything pretty high end trailers. Um, and the school has been great. And if I needed money and I was able to give them a reason why they were, able to supply me with what I needed or make accommodations to get me eventually what I needed. And um, it's been a big help. Um, I will not take all the credit, but I will say that I, I, I flipped the house to get us to living in the, uh, the new age bungalow as opposed to the uh, rundown, not so much rundown, but older bungalow that it was before. I like the, the bungalow, the bungalow terminology. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't think I couldn't think of like an English tutor at the time. So I just went with bungalow it was the first one that stuck out. Oh, well, I'm watching well, too much 90 day fiance, not enough HGTV lately. That's why. Uh, look, you, you got, you got a keen eye for it. Oh yeah. 
you know, uh, I don't, I don't know who I compare myself with. Um, one of the uh, property brothers. I got to figure out which one though. I mean, I feel like they both, they both know what they're doing. But no, look, well, I was going to say, how about, uh, I'll kind of flip it and, you know, your background, you mentioned that you've worked with just, just a lot of stuff, you know, working with Cornhole and you've obviously done a lot of freelance stuff. What is your background, you know, come into? Cause you're definitely, you're the guy that, you know, people see my face and you don't see my face without you. You're the one that's making everything run and making <clears throat> everything go. And so I mean, what's your background? My background is eclectic. Uh, it started 15, 14 or 15 years ago in local radio um, here in Charleston, uh, a radio station that sadly is not around anymore called 96 Wave. And it was a, a legacy station. It had been around for 20, 30 years. Uh, it was the, the, the big alternative station at the time. <clears throat> I got in there working promotions and then got within three months was on air on the weekends. Um, that station changed to what is now 1017 Chuck FM. Um, but I hopped around to B92, a, 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 a top 40 station. I went to a country station for a while, um, the Wolf 90 something or other, I forget what it is. And in between I was doing traffic reports and then I went to produce for a sports talk station. Uh, WSPO was called here in Charleston. I did that for about a year and um, it, it rekindled my love of sports. I'd kind of fallen out of it a bit, um, but I, I'd slowly come back into it and, and working for them helped. And I loved producing. I loved um, getting to create that was there. Um, as much as I loved being able to talk on the radio, I loved being able to form things and create things. And <clears throat> from there, I, as radio has gone, I lost my job like everyone else. <laughs> um, unfortunately. And uh, I ended up with an internship in Pittsburgh with the Penguins. Um, sorry, Kelly, and I know. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, for the 2011 and 12 season. And uh, I got to work with them on their radio station and add like, you know, a big name. Um, when I came back to Charleston after the inter internship, I was looking for a job and I met ran into a guy named Dennis Trapani, who's now at the University of Wyoming. He was College of Charleston's video guy. He remembered me from my sports talk show. He said he needed somebody to run audio and asked if I was interested. And I said, I need a job, so sure. My intent was to get back in radio because it was my first love. It's what I wanted to do. It, I sat in with a DJ that's now in Austin, Texas, uh, Chase Murphy at 95SX back in 1996 for the first time. And I would have been, or it was 97, somewhere in there. I would have been 13 or 14 and um, I that's when I realized hey I love radio this is awesome so my intent was I'm going back into radio this is a stopgap uh, I applied to a bunch of radio jobs and and you know runner up I was runner up for a job in, in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo in St. Louis one in Charleston I interviewed with the Steelers for a position um, just nothing clicked meanwhile CFC job led to Riverdogs job which led to CSU, which led to Citadel, and that kept snowballing, and the radio stuff was still not working, and eventually I was like, all right, God, I see what you're doing, and threw myself into TV. Um, from there, I met up with, I just, I met the right people, and, and met with a company called Tupelo Raycom, um, which was 
going around doing like uh, the ESPN three big South shows. So I travel around and make three, four, five hundred dollars a pop to do games for them running replay that I'd learned at CSU and the River Dogs and Citadel and CFC. Uh, and it and it kept me going. It it fed me for a while, but the travel was tough. Um, I was dating and then engaged to my now wife and on the road every other weekend or every weekend and traveling up to who knows where North Carolina and um, and at one point. I did skip a stop. I was the Stingrays video guy and we almost won the Kelly Cup, but I I had the opportunity to work at CSU after Jeremy Sullivan left for UNC Wilmington and it left me with some security. They gave me the freedom to still freelance and uh, that was, well, that would be three years ago, I think, coming up soon. And uh, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, I'm so glad I did it. It's a great place to work and um, you know, the the way, the way I've grown and the things I've learned there have been amazing. And I hope it doesn't end anytime soon. You know, I, I've, I want to go back to Pittsburgh. Um, it's where I'm from. That's, I was born there until recently. My grandmother was living there. She's still around. Let me get that out of the way. She's just living um, in a nursing home closer to family in Virginia since she's 85 and by herself. But it, it's, it's where I proposed to my wife. It's, it's where I'm from. It still feels like home every time I go back. But the only thing that's going to, I'm going to be at CSU until something in Pittsburgh drives me, drives me away, unless they get rid of me for some reason. But from what I can tell, they like me. So that's cool. Yeah, we know. I was going to say that we, they think, we think that they like both of us. So the early results look promising, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it was a wild ride. Um, I really, it's amazing how I ended up here compared to where you start, but that's kind of the joy of, of this. You, you start out with one thing and it's what I tell kids that ask me, um, you know, some advice is network, 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 get to know everyone you can and roll with the punches. Cause I wanted to be in radio. I was good at radio. It just didn't work out. And now look where I'm, what I'm doing and where I am. And it, you know, I can't imagine doing anything else now. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's the networking thing. That's, that's definitely huge. And I mean, I still stand by that. I mean, even now it definitely takes, um, you know, everybody, you know, and uh, the whole kind of rolling with the punches thing and not really knowing, I mean, I was going to school. I always knew that this was, you know, play by play broadcasting was kind of what I wanted to do. And, and once I got to Arizona state, the Cronkite school, which is, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal program and you get a little bit of everything. And, you know, when I was there, I did a little bit of writing. I realized that I didn't really enjoy that. And then uh, I kind of got into kind of got into TV stuff and like TV reporting. And that was something that I enjoyed. And I enjoyed it for for probably about a year and a half. And then I realized that I joke with everybody. I realized that you have to carry all of your stuff around everywhere. And honestly, I wasn't really too keen on that. <laughs> but no, it's just, it was, it's always interesting. You they always think you kind of go into it and, and your, your path, you might always, you might always think that you're going to straight down the road, but there's always little side streets here and there. And, you know, you, you might take some of them and some might bring you back to that main road and others might take you down to an entirely different place. And, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people need to be, a lot of people don't need to be not be, don't be afraid 
there we go. See, there you go. think I didn't know how to talk and I'm a broadcaster, but don't be, don't be afraid to, you know, to, to venture out and check something out new that you, you might not have, you know, thought of in the first place. Yeah. 15 or so years ago, if I would have told you I can direct a broadcast quality ESPN show, be like, what? There's no way. Um, and now it's, I go in there and it's water off a duck's back. It's just another day at the office and it's something I'm extremely lucky to do. Um, even though you miss the weekends and you, you, there are times you miss time with your loved ones and you miss parties and everything, but man, I, I can't imagine doing anything else because this is, we're lucky, man. We get to, we get to work in sports for a living. Maybe not now, but you know, <laughs> not at the moment because very few people are, but you know, when everything's lined up, we're around sports there. I have friends that would do this for free, what we get paid to do. And, and you know, I've stuck around it long enough to, to reap some benefits and, you know, I've got a nice house from it and I've got a, you know, a nice family front that that's, that love that is fine with what I do. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate and I've, you know, part of taking 15 years to get to this point is that appreciation. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky. And every day I, I, I realize it, especially during all this, when I've been able to work from home and, you know, still be okay. It's, it's, um, I, I realize I'm very lucky. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent there. You know, just that journey, it's kind of crazy. I mean, this is something that, I mean, broadcasting is something that I picked up as, as a sophomore in high school. I mean, that was something that I started doing it with, uh, you know, my roommate from ASU and one of my best friends, Braden Bell. And, He's actually, uh, he's out at California Baptist University doing basketball for them. Give a little shout out, give a little shout out to them. A little bit of a alliance going on between the two of us. But no, I mean, it started doing stuff like that through high school and it's still crazy. I still have, I still have one of, uh, one of the first broadcasts I've ever done on my laptop here. And every once in a while, I kind of open it up and I listen to it for probably about 30 seconds. Then I listen, I go, oh my goodness gracious, how in the world? is this person doing anything with this, with this career that they that I've chosen to do, but you know, it, it definitely goes to show, you know, you keep working at something and you know, it is cool. It is cool to kind of look back and listen to that and go, man, I came from small town, Utah. And now I'm here in Charleston working, working stuff for, you know, division one university, you know, I have my names next to ESPN and it's, it's pretty cool. So you're saying that's the killing and I would have watched the demo reel and be like, Oh no. Oh no. I maybe one day, maybe one day I'll, I'll pull it up for you and, and you can listen to it. I don't know. You can, the, and see the kicker is you can watch all of my early directing games on big South network because the archives still exist. So if you want to go back and watch my early directing games, go back to the, uh, I guess the 17, 18 season on big South.com and, uh, the Big South Network is still archived. You can watch all those, and man, they are interesting compared to now. Uh, but it's part of the process, man, and it's part of the fun is to look back at where you were and what you can do now. And because you don't realize the growth as you're doing it, it it's not till later that you realize, oh wow, look what look what it's become. So, and it's something. This is a business that it's always evolving. And I definitely know that you, you completely understand that because I mean, you've been around it a lot longer than I have, 
But I mean, even in my short time, you always, you always have to be looking to improve yourself and you always have to be looking to find a little thing to do better every single time. And, you know, I know that that's something that's still a goal that I have every time I put the headset on, I kind of think about, okay, what did I do last time? And, you know, what did I not like? What did I like? And what can I improve on to give, you know, give the viewers, give the listeners, give whoever's out there watching it just a better, a better, more enjoyable time. And it's, it's definitely something you're going to have those bad days where you, you say something, you go, why is, I, I do it in my head all the time. I say something, I kind of think back and I go, why in the world did I just say that? But you kind of have to kick, you got to kick that to the curb for another hour and a half. Um, and you got to keep on chugging along. Cause it's, you know, for some of these sports, I mean, you're looking at, you've got three hours straight. You can't stop. I mean, you got to keep on going. It's the short memory. Same yeah. thing when I do a bad punch, man, I got to leave that behind and pretend it didn't happen. Um, yeah, uh, there was something I was going to bring up, but I, you, you zoomed on past it. So I've forgotten and that's fine. It probably wasn't relevant. Um, well, okay. So you always talk about Utah. Oh, actually, this is what it was. We'll get right. back to Utah then. Um, what was, you said, you said about, you know, growing and, and, and trying to improve. And what was after the first couple broadcasts, what did we do? We went to Starbucks and what did I say? How can we make this better? What have you been through that we can make better on our broadcast? So it's that same it's that same mindset yeah it definitely is i mean you know younger younger me was definitely you know thinking back it was it was more of just this is fun i mean i know definitely just coming up at the start it wasn't really necessarily listening back to myself and going oh what do i need to do better it was more like i'd listen back to myself and i'd see that you know half of the town listened to us broadcast a high school football game and we were like oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like, what have we just done? Like, this is so cool. And I mean, now it's, it's definitely, I mean, you kind of look for, you know, those, you know, little words and, you know, how I handled, how I handled, you know, doing a replay package or, you know, what my, you know, what going to commercial. I mean, that's something that I still work on. I mean, to this day, I mean, that's something I still know that I need to work on, but uh, I mean, at CSU, I, I feel that's something that I know, you know, we have conversations pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much after every broadcast, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, what, what did we do? What, what can, what's those little things that we can kind of work on and tweak. And, and like I said, I think we're, you know, this is kind of patting ourselves on our back, our own back here. But I do, I do think that, you know, Charleston Southern university, we've got one of the best broadcasts, you know, in the big South. And I mean, you could argue, you know, in all of the FCS, I mean, we've got, we've got a top notch crew and we do stuff. We go in there every single night and, you know, we put together a good show. Yeah. And it's something that's probably going to take some adjusting this year on my end, because we've, we've had safety talks and we've had discussions and uh, this week uh, sports video group's been meeting and uh, I've, I've, you know, about two weeks ago, we did a, a, a group with uh, like a safety discussion with about 30 other schools our size. And um, the during part of it, SVG was nice enough to have me come on and talk about what we talked about. And one of the things is you got to lower your standards a bit this year is, you know, because you might not have the crew and it's going to be tough because I take pride in the fact that we do put on a really good show. And, you know, I, after one of the football games last year, a person from another school came up to me and said, that was a broadcast level show. And that means a lot, you know, it's, it's something I take pride in, but um, for a small school that has that 
looking from the outside, you wouldn't think have much, would not have many resources. We are very lucky to have the resources we have. And I don't squander that. I make sure that our product's top notch because there's no excuse for it to not be top notch. And that's where, that's why I would ignore some of those cold calls because I don't want some of these goobers on my show because they're going to bring down the quality of the show. And that's where it's great that you were available and the timing worked out because you're good, man. And, and you, you improve the quality of the show and that's, you know, you're not quite John Peters, but you know, who is so. That's right. Love, love a good old, good old Johnny P. Uh, miss, miss you, John, by yeah. the way. Um, he and called me the other day cause his son's a caddy and he was caddying down at uh, Hilton head. Oh yeah. In the RBC and, he, and his, and at the, the time, the guy that his son caddies for was in the lead and he was just wanting to talk about it. Unfortunately I missed the call, but I need to call him back. So. Yeah. Uh, something that you mentioned and uh, you know, just our entire crew, I mean, a big thank you to our entire crew. We have camera people, audio replay, just everybody, um, you know, right. This is my little, uh, you know, I hope you're all doing well, but it's something that you really mentioned right at the start uh, when I got down here is how it is a lot of places are not very, you know, you know, people, you get to know people and they kind of help you out here and there, especially when it comes to work. But you mentioned the word that I remember was with Charleston just as a whole is, is it's a family, especially in this business. And that's true. I mean, you see, I've seen it firsthand from everybody, you know, people that work with us at CSU. I've seen people, I've seen those same people over at the Citadel. And I know a lot of them work, work for the river dogs during the baseball season. And, and it's, it really is, it's like a family and everybody looks out for each other. Yeah, I um I landed a I fell into a spot with those high school football games I talked about where I could crew them. So um that's kind of my thank you to the crew. Um we 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 try to bring in students, but largely we're able to hire people out. That's how it is all across town. And you know, we pay what everyone else does, but that's my thank you to them to make some big money is to do that. But then it also means if they do a good job, look, I'll get you, if you're on my crew and you're brand new, look. I can promise you a spot at the, the river dogs because they know I would not give them something bad. I can do that with the, I could do that with the battery. They're, they're switching things up. Um, I can do that to the Citadel. If you want to get in with the stingrays, I can get you there. Like I said, this is going back to earlier, patting myself on the back, but I know a lot of people in this town. It's, um, and you know, it, we are a family. If, if you work at one spot and you do a good job, you will work at the others. And, you know, so it's very easy. I, I work with my friends because, you know, you've weeded these people out basically like, well, this guy's a jerk. He does a decent job, but he's not worth keeping around because he's trouble. Or I really like this guy, but he just, he's got to improve. So, we'll, you know, hopefully he'll catch on. But everybody's talented, but we also like being around each other. So it's really, you know, I, I never feel like I'm, I never felt like I was missing my friends because every game night I was working with them. And I think that's been the biggest thing. This is, you know, text chains are huge because we're able to talk to our friends now, but we weren't, we're not seeing them every other night or every night like we were before. And I think that's been the biggest thing about this whole break is, you know, we get the man, I miss, I miss working with you guys, but mostly I miss you guys text like at least once a week. And that's, we are a family and we're all watching out for each other and making sure everyone's okay. And, yeah, it's that's that's been the the hardest part of this is just we miss our friends and our family that are outside of our friends and our family that we're still around. 
as you say, I'm sure our friends and our actual friends and our family are, are probably sick and tired of us by this point. They're saying, okay, sports needs to come back because we need to get y'all out of here. My wife was so happy she went back to work, so she didn't have to be around me all day. I was just, I don't really have anybody, anybody around here. I've got the cats and I'm sure the cats for the longest time, they kind of looked at me and are like, why are you still here? You need to leave. Go do something. Oh, Chai is thrilled that I'm still around, but um, that's, that's the extent of it. But you know, that's the difference between cats and dogs. Cats are like, eh, Ta cats are teenagers. Dogs are kids. That's true. Yeah. That's very so, true. so you're, I've never talked to you about this, but you're from Utah. Where in Utah and what is Utah like? Because I don't know anything about Utah. So Utah is, uh, I, would, I wouldn't trade growing up in Utah for anything. Uh, I, I had a phenomenal childhood, and I, think, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people hear Utah, and they're like, Utah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of a weird place. But uh, I, so I grew up in a, a small town called Tooele, um, and for those of you who watch television, this is something I didn't even know. But apparently, uh, the show Prison Break. Apparently, there's a big, there's a big something in Tooele, Utah, and I, I didn't even know about it. Neither did uh, my my buddy Braden. We actually ran into somebody at, at ASU who, when we told him, like, "Yeah, we're from Tooele," and he was like, "Tooele? Oh my gosh! Have you seen Prison Break?" And we're like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." But um, it was it was definitely interesting. It was interesting growing up in Utah and being around. Uh, you know, Utah is it is primarily LDS, uh, Mormon, and it's, it's different. Um, so you kind of mentioned the Starbucks, uh, the Starbucks thing. And, uh, I don't even know if this is even believable for, for a lot of people everywhere in the world, but, uh, I didn't have a Starbucks. Tooele did not have a Starbucks in town until I was a senior in high school. I spent my entire I spent my entire life. Uh, you know, I was I was born up in Salt Lake City, and you know, I, my parents moved down to Tooele when I was very young, and I, I I grew up there, went to elementary school, high school, and our first Starbucks was my senior year in high school. And let me tell you, it was, uh, you know, you might as well it might as well have been a it might as well have been the Olympics coming to town. So. That's, what it, that's what it was like when Target opened here in the late 90s. So I, I can kind of understand, kind of. But yeah, no, it's, it was definitely, uh, I love Utah. I, I enjoy going back and it's, it's a place I haven't been in, in far too long, admittedly. Um, I do need to get back there and it's, it's a place, you know, the mountains. I love Charleston. You know, I enjoy the beach. I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of the sand, but, you know, I like hanging out at the beach. The weather here is phenomenal. Um, the golf is great, uh, but there is something there is something about the mountains when you grow up around them, and there's something about the winter time, being able to go up there and just just go skiing, and uh, that's that's one of the big things that I feel like a lot of people uh, out this direction don't really know. I'm a, I'm an avid skier. I love the snow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I moved here in '96 when I was 12, but I you know I, I born in Pittsburgh. I grew up um outside of Harrisburg in a town called Mechanicsburg um I still identify with Pittsburgh so much because my grandparents lived there um and it was a four-hour drive so my mom and I would take that a couple times a year to go see them um but yeah I still it's been oh my gosh 24 years at this point I've been here um as of sometime this month it was June of 96 that I moved here um I still miss the snow I still miss winter 
I do miss mountains every time we go up to like UNC Asheville or something like that. I am so happy because I miss the mountains. I miss that air. I miss that feeling. Um, never got into skiing. I was too young for it, but man, I miss, it, it's just different. And I miss that. I guess the beach is fine. I go maybe once a year. It's not my thing. I do miss the mountains. I do miss, I miss seasons. I miss more than just hot and then, you know, kind of cold, but, uh, yeah, there's something about, I agree with you. There's something about the mountains, man. I just, I miss that. I love that. And I've, I've family in Maine, my dad's side of the family's in Maine and going up to visit them's great because they've got trails to hike and they're by the coast. So you at least you get the sea breeze and the smell, but you're still able to go in the mountains and hike and I haven't been there in the winter time. Probably never will, but uh, <laughs> you know, if I want my winter, I can go see them anytime. I, I want to after like October, but uh, yeah, there's just something about the mountains that I definitely more in my blood than the beach. So I feel you there. I was say a lot. Nick, something about Nicholas Case that people, uh, that people, I feel like we get a chuckle out of. Anytime there's a storm, especially during like the winter time when it's usually you know it's warm and everybody here is oh it's phenomenal. It's 70 degrees in the winter. I don't have to worry about anything. It's those cold nights and those cold mornings, and when the storms roll through and the temperature drops down, you know that there is one person in the low country that is absolutely thrilled, and that is Nicholas Case. I've been here 24 years, and I still can't do the heat and humidity, man. I just, it never goes away. It's just always oppressive, always. And it's already, it's already starting this summer. And, oh, not a fan, man. Not those, a fan. Some my, those were some of my favorite text messages, is when there's a storm rolling through, and it's Nick's, and I get the Nick Case text that says, oh, the weather outside's phenomenal because it's like raining sideways and like 44 degrees outside. I just imagine Nick, he's out there mowing his lawn in a short sleeve t-shirt and flip flops. Oh yeah. And the, the uh, you know, um, ba uh, basketball pants. Yeah, definitely. And you are just the most miserable person. Cause you're like, I moved here for, I didn't move here for this. I, I know. I went for, I went from Arizona where it was 112 degrees to Charleston where it's 90 degrees and 90 degree humidity. And yeah, that was that was something. It was very interesting. I'm a, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of long sleeve shirts. I, I like them. I, they you know they keep me warm and comfortable. And that was something I accumulated so many while I was in Arizona. I even stopped as I was cleaning out my closet right before I officially like moved out and moved away. I was looking through. I was like, why in the world do I have so many long sleeve shirts? I was like, I live in a hot climate. I'm moving to hot climates. Why do I have so many long sleeve shirts? Yeah, but the desert's cold at the end. You know, it, it gets cold. Especially at night, but I mean, I don't. I mean, majority of the nights. I mean, I was walking around. I mean, you're right. It's comfortable long sleeve at night weather when it's seventy two degrees outside at midnight. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've rambled on rambled on long enough. There's one question I want you to answer, and then I'll answer it. Um, I've been doing this a little bit longer than you. Yes, but you've been doing it at a higher level than I have. So we've had some cool experiences. Um. Which, by the way, Jordan's in town, so if you want to catch up to uh, Kelsey and I, you got to hop aboard his yacht and have your Jordan experience. Um, um, what is the biggest, coolest thing that you've done for work that sticks out to you? What, like, what's the biggest experience you've had? Oh, um, I think I have a couple. Um, one of them was definitely um, – one of them was definitely the first football game of last year uh, here with CSU. That was something that, you know, I feel like everybody, every, every kid kind of dreams of, 
you know, and you mute yourself playing NCAA football and you broadcast yourself doing that. And you always think, oh man, you know, it'd be so awesome to, to, to be on ESPN. And, you know, it, it was ESPN plus, but it was still, it was incredible. It was kind of a, it was a bit of a surreal moment at the start to kind of sit there and watch and watch kind of the open and see the graphics pop up and see my name there. And it was, it was something like, wow, like I've, I've made it, I've made it at this point. And, you know, I still know there's a long way to go, but that was really cool. Um, some of my other favorites, um, uh, I'd say t- I have two other favorites. I think one of them was uh, uh, I did a Pac-12, I did a Pac-12 Facebook Live for Arizona State softball against, oh gosh, I can't even remember the team now. But uh, we eventually found out, it was at Michigan, maybe. I can't remember. It was somewhere cold, but it was a, it was a PAC 12 network broadcast on Facebook live and we finished it. And I remember our, uh, our director, Mark Rita, he came up and he told Brayden Bell and myself, he goes, Hey, he goes, uh, just so you guys know, this was, I think it was about 24 hours later, obviously once the numbers kind of finished telling, he goes, yeah, by the way, he goes, you guys have the highest view, uh, PAC 12 stream ever. And it was, I mean, it was like pushing 250,000 unique viewers on this softball game and that was a really cool moment and honestly the last one that I have is it was a hectic week but it was one that I would never trade uh you know my senior year um you know I was I was kind of I was one of the heads of our student radio station and so I was helping assign the schedule for everybody to broadcast and I was I was I was pushed, pushed towards the end of the season because uh, I decided I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to Oregon. Um, I'd never seen Eugene. I think it's one of the the best college towns in the country. Um, I absolutely love it. But so I traveled up um, me and, you know, some of my closest friends, we, we went up to Oregon. We spent a weekend there broadcasted um, for a student station, the Oregon ASU football game. And after that Oregon game, we flew on back down to Phoenix and 24 hours later, we jumped in the car, uh, my two roommates and I, we jumped in the car and we drove to Las Vegas to broadcast Arizona State basketball inside the T-Mobile Center, or T-Mobile Arena, excuse me, and, you know, did that basketball game, hung out there, drove back that night. We were exhausted. We had two days. It was a Thanksgiving. Enjoyed a great Thanksgiving with the Bell family, and then uh, right afterwards, we jumped back in the car and we went down south to Tucson and it was a territorial cup. And that was something that, that was something that through four years as a student at Arizona state, you kind of, that's one of those things that you kind of, you kind of dream of when you get in there, like, man, like I'd love to broadcast the territorial cup and, you know, just that rivalry and everything. And, and went down there broadcast the territorial cup, saw Arizona, you Arizona blow a 19 point lead. And uh, the Wildcats, or the Mildcats, as some might say, you know, got to stay home without the trophy. And uh, we were right there on the field, Arizona State. They took the Territorial Cup. They brought it right over in front of us. So we were actually down on the field. We were in the corner of the field because the, uh, the press box at Arizona Stadium just didn't have enough room for us to be up there. So we broadcasted from, to this day, the most difficult angle I've ever had to broadcast from field level down in the corner and you know we made it work it was a good broadcast we had the players pretty much right on top of us and it was it was an incredible week it was an incredible experience and it's something that that I'll definitely never forget 
That's cool. That's cool. I'm surprised you didn't say the final four, but you didn't cover that. You were there as a fan. So yeah, I was there as a fan. I was down there. I mean, it was, it was cool being there in Phoenix. Uh, the tough thing about the final four is, so I was there, we had, they had the student sections, like the, the Taco Bell student sections or whatever they called it. So a lot of the students from, cause that year it was North Carolina. Um, what was it? guy? it would have been North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina was one of the big schools there. I mean, obviously coming from UNC all the way out to Phoenix, it's, it's a hike. And especially for a college student. Um, so they didn't really have a ton of students there. And so they, they, that's what they said. They said, Hey, ASU students, you know, show up first, come first serve, we'll let you in. And so we showed up there, you know, there was, you know, showed up and got tickets right on the floor. And it was, it was tough because as a basketball fan, I enjoy being a little bit higher so I can kind of see how everything's playing out. And that's also the broadcaster in me. I like being able to, to see everything. And we were, it was essentially like I was sitting there and the floor was like right here. And so I was just watching feet moving around, but I mean, it was, it was still a great experience. It was cool. Yeah. The raised floor there is kind of weird, but I get it. You're on a, you're on a football stadium. So yeah. All right. Well, there's mine. What's yours? Um, The first one that jumps out. Um, the winter classic in Pittsburgh penguins and capitals. I got to cover that for the radio station I was working for at the time. Um, and it was just day after day after day of something. Um, the first day I got to, they did a media skate on the rink. So I got to skate on the penguins rink outside in the Steeler stadium. And for some reason, just milling around was Franco Harris. So I got to meet Franco Harris during that time. Um, I got to go in the locker rooms of the steel. I got to go in the Steelers locker room. Um, they did a, uh, minor league matchup against the Hershey bears and the Wilkes bears, Grand Penguins, the minor, the, the, uh, AHL teams for each team at the new arena at the time. So I got to go in the new arena, got to go in the Penguins locker room. Um, they did a, an alumni game. So I got to see Mario Lemieux play again. I got to ask him a question afterwards in the press conference. So I got to talk to my, one of my idols. Um, I got to meet Stephen Page of Bare Naked Ladies. I'm a big Bare Naked Ladies fan, and he he sang the national anthem. And I I ran into him in the halls of Heinz Field before the game, and I got to shake his hand, talk to him, get a picture with him. I walked past Pat Sajak, who was walking around. Uh, you know, he's a big he's a big Capitals fan, um, and a uh, very tall, very tall, um, much taller than I thought. Um, I got to talk to Sid in the locker, Sidney Crosby in the locker room and before the concussion. Um, so it just so much happened that one trip that was aside from the game itself, that was just phenomenal. Um, I got to cover the all-star game in Raleigh that same year for the NHL. I love Raleigh. It's a great town. It's a great city. Um, and then just to be around all the NHLers with all this access, I'm walking around downtown Raleigh and, there's Jonathan Taves just walking around like it's no big deal. I see Jeremy Roenick sitting by himself at a bar and, um, and you know, just these people, these guys, I mean, you're in a small, you're not a hockey place. So these guys aren't known like all the big names. So it's cool just to walk around and see them there. And I got to play a media game on the Hurricanes arena uh, the day, the morning of the all-star game. Um, being one game away from a championship ring with the Stingrays when we, we went out to Allen, Texas for the Kelly Cup final. Um, it was game seven. It was do or die. 
Uh, we lost like six to two. It wasn't ever close, but there was an in and out behind the arena. So I got to eat in and out for the first time in a while. So that was cool, I guess. Um, and then just any of the power five games that we do right now, it, to, I was on the field for the introductions for South Carolina and, um, we kind of talked about it with Alexis Baldwin when she was on how she, she, she was down there too and how just loud and energetic it is for those things, man. It's, it's especially on my end, I am in the trailer for all these games. I don't get to experience the game. I don't get to be on the field for this stuff. So to be able to be on the field for something like that, look around and see 80,000 people just there. Same with Florida when we did that the year before to be in the swamp where I got to shake Chris Collinsworth's hands because he came out and did the, I think it's Mr. Bojangles or something like that, the pregame ritual. I got a handshake and a wink from Chris Collinsworth before the game. Um, but to just be in that atmosphere of 80,000 fans around you just cheering, and it's just such a surreal, cool experience, and I can't wait to get back to it. Um, yeah, those are probably the, the coolest things on top of being fortunate to meet a lot of celebrities. I mean, I covered the Panthers for three years and one of those years they went to the Super Bowl. So it was around Cam Newton and all those guys at the height of their game. And, um, you know, being able to just sit in the locker room or, or the press conferences and ask them questions if I wanted to is so cool. And um, all the music, musical artists I've met and, um, you know, I, I, I spent an evening in Atlanta last year at, hanging out with Young the Giant, one of my favorite bands, after their show in the green room for half an hour that could not have been nicer. Um, and just, you know, that sort of stuff. And I've been really lucky. I've been very blessed. And, and uh, um, it's kind of that, it's kind of a, a high that you chase because you love those unique moments that you can tell stories about. And you you want to keep creating those stories and those moments. You don't, you don't get those moments. I worked in an electrical supply warehouse and when I was in college in my early 20s. I didn't get those moments working there. I get these moments working here, you know? I get to share um, share elevators with, uh, covering the Steelers uh, one year in Charlotte, I shared a, uh, or covering the Panthers one year in Charlotte, a Steelers game, I got to share the elevator with Collinsworth again and um, Heinz Ward, you know? You just, you, you never know who you're gonna run around a corner and see, it's where I saw Jordan. and. Yeah, it's yeah, too many to name, man. I, I'm very fortunate and very blessed. And like I said, it, it's a feeling that you kind of you kind of keep chasing because you don't get to do this, you know, any in other jobs. And I worked retail a lot, and I didn't share an elevator with George Rogers in, 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 in at American Eagle. So <laughs> it's those are the big ones, and then just so many small moments like that 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 are just really really cool. That's yeah. No, I, we, we, we're a business that we're very, we're very lucky. We're very blessed to be, to be in the situations that we are. And we're lucky that we're lucky that we have the opportunity to, to be around sports and be around it every single day. And I feel like that's something that, that everybody, everybody, or a lot of people, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people, you know, they, they enjoy sports and they always kind of look at it and go, man, like, that'd be cool. And we, we get the opportunity to, to actually do that and live that every single day. And, uh, you know, I definitely, I don't take that for granted. I, I appreciate, you know, something that I really stand by is every single time, you know, that, that we go on air is, you know, I always try to make it as enjoyable 
for whoever's on the other end of that TV, that phone, iPad, whatever it might be, you know, make their lives a little bit better for, for even if it's just for, you know, 30 seconds or, you know, a few hours, you know, just to kind of, you know, that's the nice thing about sports is it kind of, it kind of lets you get away from things. You can kind of sit down, relax. And, you know, I think everybody's looking forward to everything getting back. So there's not as much, you know, stress with the world and especially with, with COVID. I know, you know, we've got baseball, hopefully finally coming back here soon. And, you know, we'll be coming back in the fall and I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. It's, I approach every broadcast like my mom is the only one watching. So I always try to make her proud, even though she might not know what I'm doing. So I just want to make her proud. And yeah, I just, yeah, I'm ready for, I, I think we've needed the lack of distraction of sports for a while um, without getting into a grander socio social commentary. But mm-hmm. I think we're all ready to have it back. It was nice to unplug for a while too, because I've been going at it for seven years straight with no real end. It's been nice to unplug, but man, I'm ready. I'm eager. I'm itching. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's bring it back. All right. No, I think, I think that's, that's how we all are. I can tell you what, I mean, I can tell you if you called me, if you called me up tomorrow morning and said, Hey, I got something for you. I need you here. You know, I can tell you I'd be in the car faster. I'd be in the car before we'd hang up that phone call. Then we go to East Bay Deli for lunch. Hey, it's a great place. It's a great place. Presenting sponsor, a Buccaneer Insider. Yeah, East Bay Deli. Well, I think that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. It was, it was good getting to getting to just chat with you, and and hopefully, hopefully, all of you enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about us. Hopefully, uh, our ramblings weren't too too crazy out of the way, but. No, this this was fun. I'm glad that we got to do this, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be getting back. We should hopefully be getting back on campus here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, we're we're trying to figure out plans to do this. We're going to do this going forward, no matter what. But a way that's not from my office and not from your living room, you know, something a little more uh, a little more in person for whoever is on the other line, where we don't have to worry about their signal dropping and losing them. Yeah. Well. We really appreciate all of y'all joining us this week. You know, it's a little bit of a different, a little bit of a mix up than the usual stuff, but don't worry. We'll be back to, uh, we'll be back to some, the regularly scheduled program. You won't have to listen to the two of us yak for the entire time uh, next week. But yeah, we really want to, we really want to thank everybody for joining us uh, for this long. Thank you to East Bay Deli, our presenting sponsor. Uh, My name is Killian McClatchy. My partner, Nicholas Case. Thank you for joining us and we'll see y'all next week. And hopefully, We'll be in person in a few more.